At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is the Pro Football Blitz, the Sunday night edition with Brady Cannon and James Salinas. I am live at the VEASAN studios inside the Circa Resort and Casino, and James comes to us via Denver, Colorado. Keeping notes on the big game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots. They are currently at halftime, and New England with a one-point lead, 7-6 to six over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a very low-scoring game. The New England defense holding Tampa Bay to three field goal attempts. Suckup is able to convert two out of the three. They have six points on the board. Mac Jones hits Hunter Henry for a touchdown pass in the second quarter, and they hit the extra point for a 7-6 to six advantage. In the live market, they are currently four-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. Still are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They closed as six-and-a-half or seven-point favorites, depending on where you shop. And your live line, as far as the total, Currently at 36 and a half points, this was 49 or 49 and a half prior to kickoff. So a big difference there with the low scoring in the first half. Again, the live total all the way down to 36 and a half. Uh, James, let's go over some of our best bets. We put these out on Saturday's edition of the program, the Pro Football Blitz. And I, I don't want to dwell on our Saints teaser. We've, uh, you know, <laughs> we've taken enough punishment on that one. You, of course, had the Saints teased with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are in action right now. I had the Saints teased with the Baltimore Ravens, who ended up getting there, but uh, we couldn't get the Saints home. I mentioned in the last segment, I was able to cash the uh, two-team teaser with the Jets, 
up to 13, and the Carolina Panthers up to 10.5. And, and then my third best bet is the Raiders catching 3.5 points. Obviously, that will not kick off until Monday night. But one that we have not touched on, and I hate to bring up another one that uh, you and I both lost on. I did add this as a play on Sunday, or excuse me, on Saturday night before they kicked off. I took the Steelers at plus seven as well, and it looked like we might be able to get through the back door. Of course, Ben Roethlisberger throws an interception late in the game. It looked good early when he found uh, Deontay Johnson, who came back from injury to score the first touchdown of the game. But Aaron Rodgers, you know, you and I talked about possibly some problems on that offensive line and that Pittsburgh pass rush being able to be disruptive, and, and they were early in the game. But uh, again, eventually, I think this Steelers team is, is starting to maybe be what we have seen out of them the past few weeks is they did not really have a good bounce-back effort today. Uh, Matt, I think that defense is, they just get worn down. They're getting worn down because Big Ben just, he can't hit simple crossing routes anymore. There, there, there were some easy throws for Big Ben to make in that game, and he did have the big touchdown over the top early in the game. But you know, it's 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 hit and miss, and it's more so miss than it is hit when it comes to Big Ben, and especially the simple throws, the easy throws where you can just see, you know, he's he's a long stay. He's he's been there for so long, and Super Bowl titles under his belt, and guys aren't going to be calling him out. But it's it's ultimately just seeing some of the simple throws that he can't make anymore makes it puts the defense in a tough position because they're having to try to. They're getting shorter fields that they're having to defend. They're out on the field longer because the Steelers, there's a lot of three and outs going on right now with this big band and this passing game because right now that running game is not materializing. Najee Harris, 62 yards rushing today. He had 15 carries, so average four yards a four yards a pop, but that's not what they need. They need to be able to move the sticks and grind and be able to keep their defense off the field a little bit, and that's just not happening. It definitely didn't happen against the Packers today. Packers were very efficient again and on third down. Did very well. Nine out of 15 on third down. One time of possession. Won the overall the bulk of the plays and time of possession. They basically beat them by 10 minutes. And I just think that's the issue right now. This defense is starting to get worn down because Big Ben just can't move the sticks anymore. No, I think that's a great point. And we were making that point about the New York Jets, that that offense was so anemic that that defense was out on the field all the time. And I think that's exactly a lot of what we saw out of Pittsburgh today. And again, back to the Jets, another great effort by that defense today. It seemed like forever when the Tennessee Titans were out on the field there at the end of the game uh, in overtime there trying to tie up that game and that uh, that Jets defense really hung tight and uh, eventually got the win for the New York Jets. Let's talk about one of your bets that you did win today and that was the Seattle Seahawks catching three points down at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara and early on it looked like San Francisco was uh, going to have their way with Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. They were getting a ton of pressure on them. They had the early touchdown. Jimmy G had an incredible first drive to get this game started and then he goes out with a calf injury and it just really kind of upset the apple cart as far as the game plan for San Francisco and that was about at the same time when Russell Wilson and company started to get really hot and they kind of just ran away with this game the rest of the way. Yeah, I think when when Garoppolo that happened at halftime where Garoppolo he, he had hurt his his calf earlier in the game was trying to fight through it and they had a great drive like you mentioned to start the game but never scored again in that in that first half. 
and then had to make the switch to Trey Lance. And Trey Lance, just a tough situation to put him in in that particular spot. He did have a big touchdown pass, but really that was just a breakdown in coverage by the Seattle Seahawks. It was, just, I think it was, uh, I think it was Debo Samuel was just completely left wide open all by himself deep down the field for a 50 plus yard touchdown pass. But ultimately, Trey Lance, tough situation to put him into in the second half when you're playing a big division game against a hungry Seattle team that needed to win. It started off one and two for the season. They couldn't go down and lose another game. Oh, start off one and three, considering that now they're going to have to play on a short week. They're going to be playing the Rams come Thursday night. So this was a, a desperate spot for the Seattle Seahawks. And then Russell Wilson, and that's really where what it came down to me was it came down to Russell Wilson. He's not one to lose three straight games. Hadn't done that in his career, but more so always very competitive when he travels down to San Francisco. And we did. We saw him. We struggled early. There was a lot of pressure on him. They did, San Francisco did a great job getting him, applying pressure and getting Russell Wilson off his spot early in that first in that first half. But they were able to settle down, get a drive late, and then Russell Wilson started doing Russell Wilson things, especially in that second half. He found his rhythm. The team found their confidence offensively. And then defensively, they knew they could come after Trey Lance. And, you know, Lance has got a lot of talent. Young player back there Brady a lot to learn uh, but I think the first thing he's got to learn is he doesn't need to throw the ball 100 miles an hour each, each and every time man that guy's got a he's got a fastball but he's got to learn he's gonna have to learn a change up too. throw a deuce do something else because he can't just be the straight heat four seamers because he was firing those balls showing off the arm but he'll learn in time but I think we're going to start to see more of Trey Lance because now with the calf injury those things can linger for a while, and we know Jimmy G is uh, not one to bounce back from injury right away come next week. So interesting to see what that injury situation looks like for San Francisco going forward. Yeah, you know, a lot of people want to knock Jimmy Garoppolo, but probably the worst thing you can say about him is he's often injured, and and you're right. Maybe we will see more of Trey Lance going forward, and you're absolutely right. I saw it in the preseason watching this kid. He really slings the ball. He's going to take have to take a little bit off of that fastball. Um, but I want to ask you also about uh, – it, it was also a big factor in this game that Robbie Gould, their field goal kicker, uh, had to pull out uh, right, at the, right, right before kickoff in the game, hurt himself uh, in pregame warm ups and that really affected how San Francisco was treating kicking extra points trying to kick field goals uh, really kind of threw off their rhythm as well uh, James what about the Seattle Seahawks going forward are you still convinced that this defense has some serious issues because they caught a little bit of a break today uh, in not having to face Jimmy G for the entire game and, and the special teams being without Robbie Gould as well maybe they got a little bit of a break not having to face San Francisco at full strength yeah, I think so, and and there are a lot of holes on that defense. Stopping the run is is always an issue. Now, I think Trey Sermon was still a rookie. I think he's their fourth or fifth string running back right now on that depth chart, and had to step in and and carry the ball for them. Nineteen carries for Trey Sermon as as the new rookie running back for San Francisco, and that's really what's predicated on San Francisco's offense. All revolves around running the football, running, setting up play action, getting George Kittle involved and Debo Samuel. But a lot of that comes off the play action pass. So I think for Seattle, yeah, they they had some fortunate injuries go for them this side as far as the quarterback position and the, and the kicker. I think San Francisco just felt like they were chasing points. You know, once they started missing and they didn't get that, they start chasing those points. And but ultimately, um, it's it. This is Russell Wilson's team. That's what it's been since the Legion of Boom disbanded a handful of years ago when there are a couple Super Bowl runs there. And it is Russell Wilson for for better or worse. And you know, we we know the. Cl- 
playmaking capability that he has, and the kid's such a winner and such a leader for his team, but he can't make tackles, and he can't cover out there either, and I think those will be exposed. And now it's going to be a quick turnaround short week for the Seattle Seahawks having to play a Rams team that uh, I think – I don't know where the Rams showed up today or they didn't show up at all after that first quarter, but that's going to be a grind. Quick quick turnaround for this Rams t- or this Seahawks team having to go face a Rams team that did not look offensively engaged whatsoever. I think we'll see a much different effort out of the Rams come Thursday night. Yeah, I want to study that game a little bit more, and you, know, you can chalk it up. It was a letdown after the Los Angeles Rams beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week, but I, I think it was more than – that uh, you and I talked about that game at length on Saturday and uh, you know we we like Sean McVay to continue his dominance over Cl- uh, Cliff Kingsbury and, and we also like the Arizona Cardinals team um, and we thought they had a chance to win this game look at the point spread it was you know four or five even got down to three and a half points it was supposed to be a close game we didn't expect Arizona to dominate the Los Angeles Rams in this game and we will get to that further uh, as the hour rolls along here in the program um, but I do want to touch on real quickly and, and I hate to bring up another loser that bottle of tequila is sitting there for you James just about <laughs> another 45 minutes left you can uh, dive in when we're done here but um I thought that Colts under the team total of 20 and a half was a really good bet. It looked like it might get there for a long time. Ultimately, boy, Miami, this team, we we thought uh, Indianapolis was a struggle. Miami, not impressive in the least today. Uh, total self-destruction in the second half for Miami. It was a, it was a seven to three game in the first going to halftime, and not much of anything from either side. But they fumbled the punt inside their own 20 that led to a score for Indianapolis, and then. Jacoby Brissett. I think I think Miami, their offensive line, Brady, is the worst in football. Yes. It, it's just a mess. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It's constant pressure on whoever the quarterback is. In this case, Brissett, he's trying to make a hero play. He fumbled the ball inside their 20, led to another score, and then that just spiraled out of control. But offensive line issues for sure with that Miami team going forward. We are underway in the second half in Foxborough. Tom Brady to Antonio Brown for a big pass play that is going to be negated by a penalty. We'll be right back on the up other side. Keep you updated on the clash between the Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a papertarian someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. 
And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Well, it looked like the second half was going to be a big splash for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting the ball out of the break, and Brady goes long to Antonio Brown, and Brown makes the catch, but it is negated by a holding penalty. That sets up second and 20, and the drive goes south from there. That New England defense doing a very good job, just six points for the Buccaneers in the first half, and they start with a three and out in the second half. So Mac Jones and company will get the ball back here their first possession of the second half, about 13 minutes left in the third quarter as they are just back from break there in Foxborough. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who we came back into the into the second half here, James, were four-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market, now back under that key number of three again. Two-and-a-half-point favorites are the Buccaneers, and your total still stuck on 36-and-a-half. Yeah, and I thought about it, but I've honestly, Brady, I've got a really big position on this under. And boys and girls, I don't recommend chasing, but that's what I did before the show. We talked about that. And I'm, you know, get out or get even deeper. I know what you like to call it, get even <laughs> or get even deeper. And here, you know, what is the first hole I dug? I'm trying to get out, and I'm that's what I'm doing here. So I put a pretty sizable wager trying to get out on this side. Typically, I might try to find a middle here where you're, we saw 35 and a half, 36 and a half, and have you have pretty big block there between 36 and a half to 49 and a half for this total. But I, I'm I'm re- sitting here for a couple of reasons. Number one, a big position. The other piece too is thinking about the secondary already hurting coming into this game, and now with Carlton Davis going down, I don't even know who who's who's their uh, fourth string quarter. I mean, you got Richard Sherman who had to get out there and make a start today. Who wasn't on the, on this ball club a week ago? They're really short right now, and you know New England is going to attack and exploit these corners that are really weak right now and really inexperienced from a from a standpoint of being on this team here with Tampa Bay. I'm concerned about where my total is sitting at 49 and a half, so I don't even want to get involved with trying to f- hopefully get greedy and try to even get greedy and f- catch a middle. 
Well, exactly. You've been dealt a good hand. Don't screw it up and get greedy. Yep. You know, you got and you got a nice number two at forty nine and a half, and so far it's going your way. Uh, the current in game total now just ticks up a little bit to thirty eight and a half. Mac Jones and company facing second down and one. It looks like they'll convert there uh, as they keep the drive alive. It'll be a first down for Mac Jones and the New England Patriots as they tick to about under twelve minutes now left in the third quarter with a seven to six lead over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. James, we were talking about the Arizona Cardinals uh, in the last segment. Very impressive that they go into Los Angeles and take care of Matthew Stafford and company. Cliff Kingsbury has such a poor history, not only in this situation, going against a team that has a winning record when he is a short underdog, but also has an awful history against Sean McVay. Sean McVay, conversely, has a great history, 8-0 straight up and against the spread against the Arizona Cardinals, and it all flipped on its face today. And I know some people were saying, you know, you expected the Rams to let down after beating Tampa Bay. I wasn't so sure about that. I mean, this is a division game, hard to let down after something like that. And, uh, you know, I think maybe the Cardinals... And we made this case on the show Saturday. I didn't think they were that impressive against Jacksonville. They should have lost to Minnesota. And I don't think Tennessee is a great team that they steamrolled in week one. But boy, they did a job against one of the teams, maybe one of the best teams in the NFL today in the Rams. They were clearly the hungrier team today. Uh, you just saw it. They were a step faster on both sides of the football all day long against this Rams team. And, you know, because you had, and we talked about that, right? McVay being 8-0 and against as the coach of the Los Angeles Rams against the Arizona Cardinals. And that was all with J- Jared Goff. Now you're going to have Matthew Stafford. And we've seen for the first three weeks how much they've really been able to expand the playbook for McVay. Sometimes there's overconfidence, too. I don't think it was it was more so a, a, any kind of hangover from last week. It felt more like just this kind of smug overconfidence out of the Rams. Like, ah, oh, we've already been here and done that. We'll handle our business. We'll handle our business against Arizona. And then we got a short week coming up against Seattle here. And Arizona was the one that they, they wanted it more. And sometimes it just comes down to who wants it more and who's playing harder. And it just seemed like the Cardinals were playing harder on each possession on each side of the field. And then ultimately, Kyler Murray... Uh, it was just, he, he is so quick. The, his quickness from his stop to his start and then start again, bad job of containment by the Rams on the on the outside. Where Kyler Murray gets on the outside, you're not going to run him down. You've got to hold that edge and contain and force him back in. And it felt like they wanted to get into a foot race where he'd just kind of do that little stutter and go. And once he'd stutter, stop, and then start and start again, they're not quick enough to keep up with him. He kept so many he, – he moved the stick so many times a day and kept so many drives alive because of his feet and his quickness. And he knew exactly – and he wasn't panicked out there. It wasn't, oh, what I got I to gotta sprint away from these rush. He knew exactly what he was doing, and the game plan was executed on both sides of the football. Arizona was by far the, the hungrier team, the more competitive team today. It just felt like this, this kind of overconfident effort from the Los Angeles Rams. Even in that third quarter, Brady, second half going down, and they're down two scores. You hadn't been able to get off the field all day. Arizona had throttled your defense. And in a case here where it was, I think it was a fourth and three or fourth and four, something like that, where you need touchdowns. A field goal is not going to get you back in this game to cut this to 11. You need to go. You're playing four downs from here on out. And they go attempt the field goal, miss the field goal. And then what happens? Steamrolled from there. So just kind of an overconfident performance all the way around. And I think that starts with McVay. Yeah, and you know when you take when you attempt a field goal and you miss, it's really like a turnover. 
Uh, it absolutely, you're giving the the other team the ball on their own 40-yard line or whatever it is, and uh, that's not a great situation, and it certainly wasn't for the Los Angeles Rams today. It's always tough to be betting against Kyler Murray because of his escapability. We saw he ran for 39 yards today, and you, you mentioned it, James. Those were all timely 39 yards. He threw for two touchdowns, 37 to 20. The final score, Matthew Stafford only 26 of 41 uh, as far as throwing the ball for the the Los Angeles Rams. He also threw one to the Arizona Cardinals, one interception for Matthew Stafford. Let's talk about uh, the game in your neck of the woods there, the Denver Broncos hosting the Baltimore Ravens, James, and there was a similarity here in this game. You and I, first of all, actually, you like Seattle. I, I was kind of, I, I was torn on that game. I didn't know which way to go, but you and I both kind of had sentiment for the Denver side in this matchup with the Baltimore Ravens, and Similarly to the San Francisco game, you had the quarterback get knocked out of this game. Teddy Bridgewater had to be had to leave the game uh, with a possible concussion, and Drew Locke took over. And, and I, I, you know, Trey Lance is obviously a rookie, and and he wasn't necessarily going to be great for that San Francisco game plan today. But I don't think Drew Locke was great for the Denver game plan either. We were expecting the steady Eddie Teddy Bridgewater to manage that game and do what Denver had been doing, and. That gave Baltimore all the opportunity in the world. Well, and it really hurt Denver not having Glasnow wasn't out there uh, on the right side, and neither was uh, neither was Dalton Reisner. And he's really the dog. You got Bowles on the left side, who's performed so much better the last couple of years with Munchak now being the offensive line coach. But Reisner's really uh, the young dog on that offensive line. It really hurt. They've attacked that right side coming with pressure. And I don't know if it really mattered whether Teddy Bridgewater was playing a full four quarters or not. The pressure was just relentless today. And talk about relentless. And, and it's such a cliche in sports. We hear it all the time, Brady, with teams. And we fought against adversity. We rallied together and all those kind of things. Every team says that as they continue throughout the season, especially when they're winning. But has a team faced much more of adversity than the Baltimore Ravens prior to the season? All the injuries to the running back position. They have 15 guys on IR right now. And think about their schedule. And we had talked about this. To me, this was just the scheduling spot just feeling like for the Baltimore Ravens, can they muster up enough gas for 60 minutes to play here at altitude against a very hyped and motivated Denver team considering the three games prior that the Ravens had had to play very physical, very emotional games all coming down to the last to the last possession, the last kick in some cases uh, that were they going to be able to muster that up again in this game coming into Denver and great performance all the way around from the Ravens. Not a great performance offensively. It wasn't like this was a team that they, they found their stride there. Denver's got a good defense on that other side so but but ultimately I just think the the character of this team the mental toughness of this team of the Baltimore Ravens going through the schedule that they've done for the first four games and the the injuries that they sustained throughout the, the preseason and into the regular season here great performance from the Ravens from a mental aptitude standpoint this is going to be a tough out from this team because this team competes each and every week each and every down they're going to uh, this is only going to make this team stronger and more galvanized going forward well, and I think it reflects the personality and the intensity and the acumen of their head coach, John Harbaugh. You and I talked about that when we were previewing this game as well. You know, I kind of, I, I, early in the week, I was kind of liking the Ravens, and, and then I shifted over to the Denver side. But the one thing that I was worried about was John Harbaugh against Vic Fangio. And I don't think Fangio really screwed anything up today at all, but boy, did Harbaugh have a great plan to go against that Denver defense. Hollywood Brown was magnificent. 
uh, with Lamar Jackson finding him on a deep touchdown late in that game. Uh, and we know how good that Denver secondary is. I mean, it was really a good effort rushing the ball and throwing the ball for the Baltimore Ravens and on defense, like you mentioned, getting a ton of pressure on that offensive line that was a little bit beat up. Uh, and how about Javante Williams running the ball for the Denver Broncos? There was one bright spot. Boy, can this little guy go, man. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's got young legs, fresh legs for a rookie running back coming in, uh, and and uh, very, runs really hungry and runs hard behind between the tackles. I think that's the thing there. He did fumble the ball last week in the red zone, so there was some concerns with him how many touches he's gonna get. But yeah, a strong performance today. The Indianapolis Colts and Baltimore Ravens will play next week on Monday Night Football. Denver is at Pittsburgh. We'll be right back. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN is now available 24-7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24-7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find out all the ways to watch and listen to vsin. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. And James, help me sort this out here. We saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers forced into a punting situation. Uh, excuse me, the New England Patriots forced into a punting situation. Tampa Bay back there to receive the punt. Uh, the punt returner catches it. He gets hit by a couple of different New England Patriots. He fumbles the ball. Definitely looked like a fumble. But a penalty on New England, unsportsmanlike conduct, where a runner, a, one of the gunners on the punt coverage team, ran out of bounds and never came back in for the Patriots. And that was Matthew Slater, who is probably what if, if ever if if you know names when it comes to special teams, everybody knows the name of Matthew Slater, and obviously from his dad, Jackie Slater, Hall of Fame tackle that he was. But Matthew Slater, veteran player, leader, one of the best special teams players we've ever seen. They said he didn't make the attempt. You can get jammed out of bounds, but then you've got to make the attempt to get back into in back in the field to play. And they basically said it's basically saying he did not make the attempt early enough to get back into play. And then he was the one that came down, laid a lick, threw the elbow, put a hat, and knocked that fumble loose. I, I I'd be very upset right now too because Slater is a veteran special teamer, great player, knows the rule. He's not going to be doing that intentionally. He got pushed out of bounds. Ran down the sideline, didn't get himself back in, at least at the judgment. Is, I mean, that's ultimately, that's a judgment call. It is very, it's, that's a judgment call by the official. And what a huge break right there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In my mind, he's coming back onto the field and what a hell of a hit by Slater putting a hat on that punt returner. So I'm not sure exactly they're showing Matthew Judon here. He might have been involved in that hit on the punt returner as well. But uh, the bottom line is here, the Patriots are now facing fourth and 27, seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter. And uh, Tampa Bay has elected to make them re-punt the ball. Uh, so now the New England Patriots will be punting it out of their own end zone. So Tampa Bay should have very good field position here. And uh, it has been reflected in the live market as well, James, of course. 
course, they were just two-and-a-half-point favorites on the live line were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now it ticks up to four-and-a-half. They're currently trailing seven to six. Again, seven-and-a-half minutes left to go in the third quarter. Uh, but they have moved to four-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market, and your total ticks up just a hair to 32-and-a-half. And again, I think this is all reflective of the fact that Tom Brady's going to have good field position here pretty quick. It was, but it was a tremendous punt that we just saw. He was kicking from the end zone. I think he kicked that all the way back to about the Tampa 35 and ran out of bounds. The punt return, it looks like his Mickens ran out of bounds at around the 40. So special teams kicking game, sometimes we get lost not talking about the kicking game and the impact of special teams and what it has on field position. And in this case here, where you're punting out of your end zone, they were inside the five having to kick that ball. If you're no, if you're the, the Buccaneers, you're hoping you're able to get that ball on the other side of the field inside the 50. And right now, tremendous punt from the New England Patriots where, yeah, they're still on their, they're still on their half of the field. Tom Brady gets the ball first and 10. All right, let's talk about another game. Uh, we've touched on just about every game that took place on Sunday. We will cover the Monday night. We will do a preview on the Monday nighter in the final segment of the program here, the Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. But the one game we have yet to touch on from Sunday was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, 42-30 to the final. Kansas City was a 6.5 or 7-point favorite in the game, and they covered that as well as going over the total and you and I were on the program on Saturday James and we felt maybe it was going to be time for Patrick Mahomes and company to have a bounce back because you know this was a real good buy low I mean not that you weren't paying a price laying seven points on the road isn't cheap but it did look like a possible buy low spot on the Kansas City Chiefs just as far as the storyline that was going on all week hey this team's in last place in the division they're at one and two Patrick Mahomes is turning the ball over what's wrong with the Chiefs the sky is falling well, uh, they got back on track today in Philadelphia. Absolutely, and it wasn't just all on Patrick Mahomes. Now, he had a very efficient game, 24 out of 30, with five touchdown passes today. But Kansas City actually committed to running the football today, Brady. 32 carries collectively of, uh, out of Mahomes had five of those runs, but ultimately they ran for 200 yards on the ground. Haven't seen that out of the Kansas City Chiefs for a while, and I think maybe they've figured we've got to get back to some basics here, and it can't just be constantly Patrick Mahomes having to play hero ball because we've seen over the last couple weeks some bad decisions out of Patrick Mahomes feeling like, hey, I've got to carry this team offensively on my shoulders. I've got to make all the big plays, forcing some throw some bad decisions out there to where yeah we got to get some balance back on our attack and put Patrick Mahomes in better situations where he's not in third and long situations and you can do that against the Philadelphia Eagles that's a banged up team both sides of the football didn't know Lane Johnson was going to be out today either he's the one holdover on that offensive line he didn't play today either he was a late scratch and inactive and so I think they had four starters out on that offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles and I think that's what's kind of interesting here Al Call it interesting, if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan, you're probably throwing your hands up like, why are we putting so much pressure on Jalen Hurts to have to make all the plays? He's the one. He had 48 attempts again today. This team's not running the football. We talk about identity and teams start to, their identity starts to evolve as the season progresses. Brady, I think right now it's clear for, for this Philadelphia Eagles team because you can run the football on the Kansas City Chiefs. They didn't try. 
Didn't try again this week. Last week, Monday Night Football at Dallas, a team that I think you can run the football on as well. They only attempted out of their running backs three collective rushes. This week, only 10 collective rushes and 48 pass attempts on Jalen Hurts. Had a lot of numbers if you're into fantasy football, but we're not into we're looking at who's going to cover these numbers, and that's not going to bode very well when your young quarterback is constantly having to throw the ball and you're always playing from behind. Leonard Fournette running the ball for a first down for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now down to about the 20-yard line of the New England Patriots. So New England just about in the red zone there as they trail the uh, Tampa, excuse me, New England on top seven to six. Tampa Bay into the New England red zone there, and about five minutes left in the third quarter. Tom Brady behind center on first and ten as the clock ticks under five minutes, and the total in the game clicks to. 31 and a half now in the live market. Again, about four and a half minutes left in the third quarter there. Brady throws that one incomplete. It'll be second and 10, again, from about the 20-yard line of the New England Patriots. And the live line, as far as the spread, New England now moves to a five-and-a-half-point underdog. It was as low as two-and-a-half. Two-and-a-half is the lowest number we've seen in this game, but currently Tampa Bay favored by five-and-a-half points in the live market. James, you talk about Philadelphia Eagles not running the ball. I I don't really get it. I I thought Miles Sanders was pretty good. Uh, He's been good uh, last year for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I don't know why they didn't utilize him against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Andy Reid, it looks like he just took a blueprint blueprint out of what uh, Dallas was able to do to that Philadelphia defense on Monday night where they ran the ball with Zeke and ran it down their throat. And and you talked about uh, Kansas City. I mean, there were points in that game. I mean, you have to look at the Eagles. They put up 30 points on Kansas City. That defense is still a problem for Andy Reid and company. It is, and it's it's going to continue to be a problem. I just don't think it's not just exploiting it through the air. Sometimes your best defense is to keep Patrick Mahomes and that Kansas City offense on the sidelines. So you've got to grind some clock and move this chains and, and be able to run the football. A lot of first downs out of Philadelphia, but a lot of garbage time in the second half as well, and especially in that fourth quarter. I, I just think you've got to have you got to find ways to have more balance offensively, especially when you've got a young quarterback and you've got a young quarterback back there with Jalen Hurts. And I, I get it. the offensive line was decimated. A lot of new players in there up front, and it's going to be a mess. And it it hurts for pass protection as well as trying to get any kind of run game going. But you've got to show some semblance and and show that you will run the ball when necessary, especially against a Chiefs team that is susceptible. You can beat them through the air as well, but you can run on that football team and and be able to grind more clock and keep Mahomes and company on the sideline. And Yeah, I think it's just for the Eagles, we've seen it. We see what they are, and it's a, it's a young coach, it's a new coach, and they're a young quarterback too, and just trying to figure out and find themselves right now and what is their identity going to be. And sometimes with these coaches coming in, hey, this is who we are. This is what I do. I'm the brilliant mind coming in. And I. sometimes these coaches can get a little stubborn. Now it's early. It's young for, for, the, uh, for the young coach there at Philadelphia, Sirianni. But thinking, all right, through four games, you got to look back at the statistics and see what's working and what isn't. And right now, the run game, it, it, we can't even say the run game's not working, Brady, because they haven't even attempted it. Yeah, what run game? And there is a touchdown via the run for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They pop it in the end zone there on first and goal from about the 10-yard line. Extra point on the way here. And they have a lead currently over the New England Patriots, 12-7. to So Ryan Suckup about to try and make this 13-7. to 
your in-game spread now is Tampa Bay back up to a seven and a half point favorite, and that kick is up and good. So thirteen to seven, Tampa Bay now leading the New England Patriots with about three and a half minutes left in the third quarter, and uh, the live market just like that adjusts back to six and a half in favor of Tampa Bay. So here we are with about three and a half minutes left in the third quarter, back to where the spread was. Prior to kickoff, Tampa Bay anywhere from a six and a half to seven and a half point favorite in the live market, and your total now to 35 and a half. We'll come back and preview the Monday night game between the Chargers and the Raiders next on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it off. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy a life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternatives that can be enjoyed on the go and anywhere, anytime, so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. It's available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement for your everyday. Also, Zen comes in two strengths, so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine and is for adult use any or only 21 years or over. Learn more to find your local retailer at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz and the New England Patriots and Tampa Bay Buccaneers going at it on Sunday night football. Just about a minute left in the third quarter and Mac Jones with a few nice completions to get this drive started off that Tampa Bay score. Tampa Bay getting a touchdown and making this game 13-7. to This is the first lead. No, they did lead the ball game. I was thinking this was maybe the first lead they've had all game, but they did lead 3 to nothing for a while before New England got a touchdown. Touchdown. But now 13 to 7, they are out in front, and Mac Jones has this offense going once again. Now into the red zone here, James, and maybe that injury that we saw to uh, the cornerback there earlier in the game to his quadricep, this affecting that uh, Tampa Bay secondary. We have been saying in the preview of this game all week long that was the weak spot of Tampa Bay, and was Bill Belichick going to allow Mac Jones to throw that ball downfield and attack that secondary? He's not throwing it really deep downfield, but right now having success on this drive, and now we've got first and ten at about the 15-yard line of the new of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they have Mac Jones running tempo. They've been doing this a lot of the game. They started off running tempo, haven't been huddling, keeping the personnel on the field. And right now, yeah, you talked about the injury to Carlton Davis out with that quad injury. He was the only healthy he was the only healthy DB that they had as far as corner is concerned. They had to pick up Richard Sherman this week just to have somebody uh, have a body out there. And he's a veteran presence, but he got kind of worked over in that first half. So yeah, I think that it's it's the tempo right now. The tempo is it's thinking about Mac Jones, a young player here. They've scripted a lot of these plays. They've worked on this. Obviously, you know they're going to be very prepared coming into this matchup to face their former quarterback and Tom Brady. Uh, very impressive so far with the game plan, what we've seen out of the New England Patriots. Now, they've only been able to manage one touchdown on the board, but they've had some opportunities to move the football. A couple things went against them as far as some calls are concerned, but I think here, yeah, because of those injuries to that secondary, it's not going to get any easier for them. And the fact that they're running tempo, this defense has a lot of new faces out there. Communication's becoming an issue. We're seeing some breakdown in some coverages and who's matching up. You're getting guys coming out of the backfield. That last one now coming first and goal as we come back to start the fourth quarter. Tempo's looking good. And now Mac Jones, who looked really shaky last week against New Orleans, he looks like somebody who's been – playing in this league for a number of years with his confidence, his poise, and very polished right now. Yeah, you're right. The game plan, and again, they're not he's not really stretching the field with the long ball, but they've done a great job scheming the passing game that they are executing here. And like you said, Mac Jones absolutely executing it to perfection, certainly on this drive. And you're right, it will be first and goal when they come back for the beginning of the fourth quarter 
the New England Patriots currently trailing by six, 13-7. Tampa Bay out in front as we get ready to kick off the final frame here in Foxborough. And the live line, now Tampa Bay down to that two-and-a-half point favorite. We've kind of seen it toggling between two-and-a-half and four-and-a-half for about the last hour or so, James. Never really too much outside of that. Tampa Bay did get all the way back up to a seven-and-a-half point favorite in the live market right after they scored that touchdown. But in response, Mac Jones driving the New England Patriots down the field and all the way back down to a two-and-a-half-point favorite is Tampa Bay. Your live line, as far as the total, of course, ticks back up to 37-and-a-half with New England knocking on the door. It looks like a first-and-goal situation from, I want to say, about the two-yard line. Uh, we'll pick up the uh, updates on this game when they return from commercial. They're in a TV timeout right now. But, uh, James, I've got a minute here, and I want to go back to the Kansas City Chiefs. We were talking about their dominant effort over the Philadelphia Eagles today, and this was a part of our handicap uh, when looking at the Buffalo Bills, and we thought maybe a, a very lethargic effort uh, looking ahead to their matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs next week in taking on a real lowly Houston Texans team today. Well, you know, Houston was so lowly, they didn't even score a point, and you had some weather there in western New York. I, I think it I don't know if it was necessarily the Bills being really fired up for this game. I don't think your handicap was off, but boy, the Texans just had nothing. And 40 to nothing was your final. Now, next week, those Buffalo Bills come in to Sunday night football into Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. And we talked about how dominant this team has been now for three weeks in a row. They beat up on the Washington football team. They shut out the Miami Dolphins 30 to nothing, and then another shutout 40 to nothing today over the Houston Texans. Yeah, and Buffalo. Yeah, I think the. Thinking about the Texans, they sure didn't do their young quarterback, Davis Mills, any 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 favors. Just no running game again. It was drop back. Play action passes. You know, play action passes usually are effective when you have some semblance and some threat of a running game. But when you don't even try to attempt to run the football and you're having your young quarterback drop his head, turn his back, and then turn and face a ferocious pass rush because they were all over him today. Four interceptions for the young rookie and really just an odd game plan all the way around for the for the Houston Texans. And the weather definitely kind of impacted the energy level of that game, especially for the Bills. Clearly, yeah, big game. AFC Championship rematch from last year going into Sunday Night Football into Arrowhead. And right now, after that week one kind of wake-up call for the Bills where yeah, maybe hearing all the clippings, all the press clippings, everything talking about them in the offseason, how they're ready to – are they poised to take take over the AFC and knock off the Kansas City Chiefs after last year's performance? And maybe got caught looking ahead as far as reading those, reading those pressers about how good they were going to be this season, didn't show up and didn't perform well against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But they've righted themselves for sure since then. And now big game coming up on Sunday Night Football. But right now the Bills look prime. A couple of injuries to note just to keep track of for the Buffalo Bills in their secondary. I think that's going to be key because you need to have a full dose of your secondary. Everybody healthy. Jordan Poyer did not play with an ankle injury today. They held him out as did they did Teron Johnson at the corner position. These are two very, very impactful players. They're very physical, not only getting up and jamming receivers, but they're very physical in the run game as well. So they're, they're I think those two are going to be key to be able to come back healthy and I think that hopefully that they will be because we want to see everybody at full strength. I think it's going to be a dynamite football game come next Sunday in Arrow head but right now the bills are the team on both sides of the football that look like the more polished team 
Mac Jones throws a touchdown pass to Smith. The extra point is good, and the New England Patriots are back out in front of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 14-13, just under 15 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. That was the very first play of the fourth quarter where they struck gold there and retake the lead, does the New England Patriots. 14-13, your live line remains unchanged. Two and a half in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in your total now to 39 and a half. Tampa Bay will start on offense from about their own 25-yard line, again with about 14 and a half minutes left in this Sunday night football game. And uh, James, you know the points have not been there, and I know you're enjoying that, but uh, so far this game has been very entertaining. And, I, you know, Tom Brady's kind of been off the mark, and that's really allowed New England to hang around. Mac Jones looked excellent on that last drive, but I think this game has definitely lived up to the billing and provided a great deal of entertainment. Will that be the case on Monday night? Let's get your thoughts here. See if you have a play that you're going to make on Monday night down in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles where the Chargers will host the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think one of the interesting handicaps here, I mean, we have seen home field advantage be almost diminished around the entire league, it seems. Uh, Certainly we had that with no fans in the stands, but it doesn't seem to be a huge factor this season either. And you wonder what you're going to get as far as the fans in SoFi on Monday night. I really think you're going to have a higher percentage of Raider fans there rather than Charger fans. And you possibly will. It always was that way in San Diego when they played down there. But ultimately, I think what that does, regardless of whoever the fans are cheering for, it just raises the intensity and the energy level in the building. And we've seen some high-intensity games from the fans. We saw that last week in SoFi with the with the Rams taking on the Buccaneers. That was a high level of great, great energy and intensity from the fans, and I think they feed off that. I think that's what we're going to see here. I just think for the Raiders, this is going to be by far the best passing attack that they face, and I've been very impressed with with what the Chargers have done on the offensive line. I know Balaga's not on that right tackle, but they've, they've been very very strong up front being able to give time for Justin Herbert to throw the football. I haven't made a play on this game, Brady, but where, where I'm going is I just can't see that. This feels like a shootout to me with both of these teams, the way that they're throwing the football, and Herbert going to have plenty of time to throw the ball. I think they're going to be able to expose that Raiders secondary the way that it has not been exposed as of, to this point in the season, young season that it is. I, I look for a shootout here. If I'm going to play it, I'm probably going to play the total sitting at 51. I'm going to play the over. Yeah, and I took the three in the hook. And like you said, if this is going to be a back-and-forth affair, it's probably going to come down to a field goal game. Getting that hook, I think, is important. I am on the Raiders. That is going to do it for us. Have a great Sunday evening, my friend. Next up is the opening line show with Matt Humans and Jonathan Von Tobel. Stick around right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.